0: The old axiom that opposites attract is one of those things that gets thrown around all the time. It's a great fallback. It's just something easy to say. And it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting way to look at life because, you know, it's kind of cool to think that I'm not just getting together with someone who is like me. And it's clearly something that interests people because really, think about it, it is basically the main plot device for almost every romantic comedy ever written. Two people who have nothing in common, who start the movie by hating each other because they have nothing in common, end up at the top of the Empire State Building making out on Valentine's Day. Like, that's every romantic comedy, right? But the question is, is it true? Do opposites really attract? Do we see attractiveness in our opposite? Or or do we really just date another version of ourself? Well, a new study that's out says that When Harry Met Sally may be a great movie, but it is completely flawed in what it used to get to the end result. Dr. Angela... Bonds is a assistant professor of psychology at Wellesley College and co-author of this study. She joins me now. Doctor, thanks for doing it this evening. Hi.
1: I'm doing great, thanks.
0: This is, I find this hilarious because what you have studied, and we're going to get into it, seems to be kind of a great rebuttal of everything that we've held to for years and years and years that says that we always look for the opposite. Your, you, your study, which I think looked at something like 1,500 people, found the opposite of that. That's
1: right. Um, you know, Polk wisdom is always sort of conflicting. You can say opposite detractor, you can say birds of a feather flock together, you hear both. Um, but the bulk of research by social scientists who have looked at this question comes down firmly on the side of birds of a feather flock together.
0: Okay, so for yours, now there have been studies that have been done on similar type things or related type things. How did you do yours? How did you come to the conclusion that we generally like people who are like us?
1: Well, so my colleague, Chris Crandall, and I um, surveyed actually more than 3,000 people Mm. um, who were with another person in public spaces, and we asked them about their attitudes and values, their personality, and their activity choices. And we measured how similar they were. And we found that pairs were more similar than you would expect to find by chance on almost everything we measured. Okay. like It really wasn't overwhelming amount of similarity that we found.
0: How close? I I mean, are we talking like, you know, people were sort of 50% like each other or they, or or was it closer than that?
1: Well, so our measurement is is more similar than you would expect by chance. And so it's dependent on how similar people in that location are. So if you randomly paired two people who didn't know each other from the same town or the same school, for example, are people who are actually friends or romantic partners more similar than that baseline standard
0: and they were okay and what you said is these are people who are together are often close in interests close in personality even close in physical appearance
1: um in our study we didn't measure physical appearance but i do know of other studies that have shown that yet
0: okay so let me just i know and again this isn't exactly what you did but let's start with that one for a minute because i do find it interesting And when those studies have come out, are they saying that people find someone of similar physical appearance in that, you know, we always talk about someone's an 8 or someone's a 7, that they find someone else sort of on that scale? Or are are these studies actually saying people look for someone with physical characteristics that kind of look like they're looking in a mirror almost, like they look like them in some way?
1: Well, so my understanding of this um, research is that it's kind of both. Um, There's definitely a matching effect on level of physical attractiveness. So, like, the sevens are most likely to date the sevens and the tens, the tens, and so on. Just mostly because even if everyone's aiming for the tens, not everyone acquires that because they have to. (laughs) Well,
0: shoot for the moon, right? Shoot for the moon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But also there's this idea in terms of specific features um, that we might be looking for people who have features similar to us because they look familiar to us there's research that shows that just being exposed um, to someone over and over again makes us like them more um, so because we look at ourselves in the mirror every day you know that repeated exposure makes our particular features very familiar and so when someone else fits that the sense of familiarity is you know comfortable and pleasant
0: uh, I mean it's really interesting because there, there was another experiment in 2010. Uh, I was reading about this today, that found that people were more likely to find others more sexually attractive if their own photo was blended with the other person's likeness. So that basically, so they were in, immersed into the person's face. They went, oh, that person's really hot, which is kind of yeah. creepy.
1: That's kind of scary.
0: <laughs> That's kind of creepy in a weird kind of way. Uh, yeah. But um, per, okay, let's move on to personality. Um, this This generally people who are uptight or freewheeling or whatever it is, you're finding in your study that we don't look for the opposite of that. We don't, if we're really, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, we don't generally like the idea, even though we may say we do, we don't necessarily like someone or want to be with someone who is the complete opposite of that.
1: That's right. So, So in terms of personality, it's not every single trait that we find high levels of similarity. But um, in some areas, yes. So, for example, one exception would be something like neuroticism. Someone who's highly neurotic is not going to get along well with someone else who's highly neurotic. And that's an exception. Fair enough. But by and large, you know, in terms of how um, agreeable you are or conscientious, there there are um, similarity effects on these personality traits.
0: So if that's the case... Why is it that we always hear people saying that when we get together with someone, if we find someone that, that is similar to us in some ways, personality-wise, why are we always trying to change the person we're with? <laughs> it seems so like that we would then fantastic. say, well, wait, that's what I want. That's who I am, so I want to be with that person.
1: I know. That's a fantastic question. And you know what our study shows, the, the major takeaway, is that change is unlikely. Our study shows that people are choosing partners to be similar from day one, that they're already compatible, and that there's very little change over time. So I think people are fooling themselves when they think that they're going to go into a relationship and change their partner.
0: But, you know, it really, it, it's an interesting thing because it actually makes me wonder if we're picking people who are similar enough to us and then we try to change them or at least we think we want to change them. I'm wondering if subconsciously somehow we're identifying something about ourself we don't like, but we don't want to actually believe that we are wrong that way, but we can see it much more vividly in someone else that we see all the time.
1: Yeah, that's a very uh, psychodynamic kind of Freudian explanation um, outside of my area of expertise, but interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I'm going into Freudian things here, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one there. Um, the other thing is that it's... Um, the people who have similar hobbies and stuff, I always thought that, okay, if you're, if you're connecting with someone who's got a similar hobby, I always thought kind of that the reason that would happen is because you tend to be at the same place as that person. If you are into running, you're, you the chances are you may bump into someone on the running, on the track or wherever else, but it's, it sounds like it's more than that. It's not just that you're happening to be at the same place. Again, it's something that is about that behavior that you find attractive.
1: Right. I think, you know, we look at it from an overall picture of the reason why similarity is so appealing is that we're creating our own social environment. Our day-to-day social world is made up of the people we choose to spend our time with. And so when we pick people who like the same things that we do and who think the same way that, that we do, it creates a social environment that's comfortable and um, easy and free of conflict. And these are all very good reasons to to pursue someone
0: who's like us. I'm not trying to be a salesman for uh, e-dating sites or computer dating or something, but this sounds like, if this is true, this sounds like it would m- mean that those kind of sites should probably be really, really effective. If we can just start listing off the things about ourselves that we like, and that's what attracts us to other people. Just list all the things that are great about us and you're going to find someone.
1: I think there's a lot of potential in that strategy. Um, The potential pitfall um, is that when we think too deliberately about the reasons why we like someone, it kind of messes up the process. Takes
0: away the chemistry. Sorry? Takes away the chemistry and sort of the spontaneity of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it it really kind of does boil down to this core familiarity and similarity, but we like to tell ourselves stories that you know, we're attracted to something else about them, about their health, how unique they are, or something. Um, And I think pointing it out so deliberately kind of takes away some of the magic,
0: so to speak. This does all really kind of make a lot of sense, though, when you, I mean, after you take a step back from this, doesn't it? Because we, I mean, people generally like talking about themselves. They like seeing pictures of themselves or look in the mirror. Generally, we're kind of enamored with ourselves. We're sort of self-focused. So if you can find someone else who is a, version of you well why wouldn't you like them
1: absolutely uh, definitely one of the, the big reasons why similarity is, is thought to be appealing is that it's validating
0: and i know that you've just done this study so you, it's very difficult but do you have any theory on whether this would have been the case in past generations because we always hear now that we are much more self-involved and with selfies and social media and everything it's all about us do you think this would have been different Years ago, when we were less that way, or do you think this would always have been the way it was?
1: Oh, that's a fantastic question. Um, I think it might have been a little bit different just in terms of the opportunities we have now to find someone just like us. So, through social media and all, you know, how easy it is to connect to um, a really large and diverse set of potential friends and partners, we can be choosier. So, I think this whole process is definitely constrained by. Um, opportunities to meet people and the number and variety of people that we come into contact with.
0: Dr. Angela Bonds, the uh, Associate Professor of Psychology at Wellesley College. It's, It's a really, really interesting study. Thanks for taking some time to talk about it today.
1: Thanks so much for having me.